Welcome to the SoulWorks Podcast, a place where we explore self-care strategies that lead us to our well-being and highest self. I'm your host, Ade Chakol. Hi, beautiful souls. Welcome to the show. I am so grateful that you're here. If you've been here with me and listening to my podcasts, I am so grateful for you. I appreciate you. And I hope you're having just as much fun as I am listening to all these blessings, all these just beautiful souls coming here, sharing their wisdoms with us. I'm just so grateful that I have been able to bring this to you all. And if this is your first time and this is your first episode listening, thank you so much for being here. I welcome you with my open heart. So grateful for you and just excited that you have decided to join me in this journey. You know, I always bring in this just lovely, lovely people to share their wisdom with us. And today's episode is so much fun. I had such a great time chatting with Maron. She just, I don't know, she's just a perfect soul. I love the work that she does. She's known as Kirby Abishow. And I discovered her or got to know her through Instagram and just her beauty, her amazing soul, her energy just vibrates when you look at her pictures. She is a fashionista. She is all about body positivity. And, you know, she comes from my culture. She, you know, walked the walk that I've gone through. And I just am so in awe of how beautifully she shares her message, which is to you know, for all of us to be comfortable in, to love and to be proud of who we are and this amazing temple that we have been given and to be proud of it and to love it and to cherish it and to present it in, you know, a way that shines our soul to bring out who we are in how we dress and the clothes that we put in and how we decide to, uh, you know, adore and make our body beautiful just the way it is. So that is why I reached out to her and I wanted her to be on this show because I think this is a message that we all need to hear that we probably haven't heard as we were growing up. Probably majority of us coming from my culture, like you listened to in the podcast, we've been told to, you know, hide ourselves in our clothes and not be real, not be too expressive on how we dress. And, you know, there's always these comments about what our body should look like, which, you know, adds into so much thoughts in our minds and it conditions us to start not appreciating our body and probably even not loving our body and um, to the point where we actually hate some parts of our body, which is absolutely sad. So Kari Abesha is a woman. She's a mom of three beautiful kids with a full-time career in human resources with a passion for fashion. And if you go to in her Instagram, you'd see what I mean. She's just amazing on how she puts her clothes together. Karviabesha is dedicated to promoting body positivity, self-love, fashion, and just living your best life. 
As simple as it may sound, falling in love with ourselves is a journey that begins by being compassionate, loving, and enjoying our present self. She says that the more we fill our feeds with people that resemble us or pages that inspire us, the easier it will make our journey. She says that she wants to inspire women to love themselves, to teach them that they don't need to spend a lot of money to look good. For those closer to her body size, she wants to introduce them to brands they may or may not know that exist to help inspire them by how, you know, how she dresses and how she steps outside of her comfort zone to try bald colors or prints and etc. You know, she says other influencers helped her enhance to enhance the love she has for her body in becoming comfortable with certain trends. She wants to do the same by trying to be the inspiration that she needed in her youth. And I don't know when, you know, when she told me this, it was, I mean, this is exactly what we need. This is exactly what we need. People who have stepped outside of their comfort zone, people who have decided that they're going to love who they are, they're going to love their body, and they're not going to be afraid to show it the way they want it to be seen. And I just love this about her. And I can't wait for you to jump into this amazing episode where she's going to be going into detail of everything that I just told you. So without further ado, here is Maron from Kirby Abisha. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And if this is your first time, I welcome you to SoulWorks. I'm so grateful that you found your way to me. So today I have, again, another amazing guest with me. This is just going to be a beautiful discussion and I can't wait to dig into it. I have Maron from Curvy Abisha here with me. Maron is such an inspiration. She's just a beautiful person with a beautiful heart. And she has just an incredible message for every person. I think every person, every woman especially, should hear. Um, she's just a beautiful soul. So Maron, I welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you so much for having me and, you know, being the fact that I'm not seeing you in person at the moment. I'm smiling ear, you know, ear to ear with that uh, beautiful introduction. So I appreciate it. Oh, me too. I am. So before we dig deep in, there's this just one question I love to ask all my guests. And this is, do you have a morning routine? And if so, what is your morning routine like? Wow. To a certain degree, I have a routine. It's more of, I think, a mental thing. I don't like to wake up as soon as my alarm goes off and kind of like just get going. I like pause and reflect a little bit, kind of like unwind. And so I think that's the most consistent routine that I have. I don't like to abruptly start my day. And I like to kind of, like I said, kind of gather my thought for the day or reflect before I get going. Yeah, that's beautiful. To take just a few moments for yourself during the day makes just an incredible amount of difference on how your day goes. I absolutely agree with you on that. So Maron, you are 
in this journey. Tell us about how you got into fashion and what inspired you and how did this journey unfold in your life? Yeah, so I've always been into fashion. You know, my mom tells me even at a very young age, I was very stubborn in picking what I wanted to wear and whether it coordinated or not at that stage for her, I was very adamant in knowing what I wanted to wear. So for as young as I can remember, I I just got a lot of joy out of dressing up. You know, when I say up, just more of what I wanted to wear for myself and feel comfortable and feel, you know, good about the clothes that I put on my body. It's always been a part of me. I will say that being the fact that I'm, you know, like larger, it was always a struggle finding clothes, especially the older I got, like in my teenage years and early young adult. So it was always a challenge. But even during those times when there weren't as many options from stores that I could shop from, I would always find a way to be able to, you know, kind of create the things I wanted. And then that kind of led you into starting a journey of getting into fashion and you started kind of exploring with it? Yeah. As I mentioned, even at a young age, I loved shopping, going to stores, even looking at, you know, now we have online shopping, but even going to the mall and just walking around, even if I don't buy anything, I would always enjoy actually like the experience of just looking about what what's out there. And then how did you uh, decide to connect that to putting it out there in social media and inspiring others? How did that all unfold? Yeah, so it's a long story. So I always loved fashion. I have struggled to, you know, there was a time in my life, especially those teenage years. And then I would say early 20s, I struggled with appreciating my body. And that's why, you know, one of the captions I think as I have on the page is trying to be an inspiration for my, you know, thinking of myself in my younger stage. And the reason why is coming from a culture that's from Ethiopia and Eritrea, you know, we criticize a lot in terms of body image, whether you're too small or you're too big, there's just extensive amount of criticism that that I received, you know, sometimes not intentional, just the way that the culture is. And that caused me to feel very uncomfortable in my body. Again, although I loved fashion, I wasn't as, you know, confident or as comfortable as I am today. And so how I got to that stage was in my mid 20s, I was reading this O magazine and there was a, an exercise to write a love letter to your least favorite part of your body. And at that time for me, it was my arms. And I decided to take on the challenge and decided to write this love letter to my arms. And I kind of had an epiphany where in that exercise, what mattered more about my arms was everything that it could do for me and not necessarily how it's perceived or looked at that that was just like that there was no room in the love letter to write about that it was all about all these things that i could do with my arms that i took for granted and it literally changed my state of mind it's funny to say that one exercise could do that but that was the beginning of the journey for me into moving into this body positivity mentality after that 
the other aspect that kind of really kind of turned things around to the 180 degree for me in combination was there were a lot of blogs coming out around that time. And I started to follow these bloggers like Gabby Fresh, Gartner Style, to name a few. And I started to see these women who looked like me in terms of size and who embraced their body and looked amazing and what they wore. And I kind of started to create my own like magazine through blogs. Instead of following what magazines would put out, I started to just follow these bloggers and looked forward to what they would post and share. And that was another turning point for me. So that's kind of what drove me to create Curvy Abisha is because I felt that, you know, there was a voice for all different demographic folk, whether it be, uh, you know, Black Americans or West Africans, you know, Hispanic. I didn't know of any Abisha person that was doing this and felt like, you know, these women helped me change my state of mind in a big way. And I want to put myself out there to do the same women, especially specifically within my community, but definitely all kinds of other women as well. Mm. Wow. That is so beautiful. First of all, all your pictures look fabulous. Like you look gorgeous in every single post that you post on Instagram. I follow you there. And I love the colors, your coordination, like you're just so gifted on how you put yourself together. And you can easily see the, you know, your light, your confidence just radiates out of you. That's just so so beautiful and it carries so much message to people that it's really you know what's in your mind it's really how you see yourself and just by looking at your pictures anyone can see how confident you are and how much appreciation you have for your body because you know our bodies are temple, right? Yes. And if we don't love our body, no one else will. If we're yes. not, you know, grateful for it, like you mentioned, nobody will. And yes. and I totally get that, especially in our culture where we come from. It's so easy for people to comment about your body. Actually, I don't know. I mean, every greeting that you have with a family yes. member, <laughs> it's like... They have this need of telling you, oh, you've gained weight or you've lost weight or there's always something about your body. Um, Yes. And it carries a message of, okay, now, you know, especially for kids, it's like they carry themselves so that they please other people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you have to look a certain way to please other people. And that's such a wrong message to put out there versus how it should be where we should be grateful for our body. Mm -hmm. Um, We should fall in love with it. We should thank, like you said, you know, we should thank our arms and our, Mm -hmm. you know, legs and even internally our organs. I mean, (laughs) like they go through so much just to keep us alive. Right. Mm -hmm. And, we never show gratitude um, and we should. And I yep. love. I think it's about being present. And, you know, that exercise that I mentioned about writing that love letter is because when we think of our bodies, we think of it as a, just this one big, just one item or aspect. And we kind of 
until you get sick or something happens to you or you hurt your arm and now you can't use your arm. We're not present in how we think about our bodies. And I think, and we're very critical of it. You know, most people struggle to look at themselves in a mirror completely naked because automatically they want to criticize when that happens. And you have to work at it. It's not going to happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight for me. As I mentioned, there were some critical parts that kind of brought me to where I am today, but it's an ongoing exercise that I do with myself and that I reflect and that I truly try to focus on each area and think of other elements about it besides the fact of what it is. And and I think for me, the most important message I want to send is that it's okay to work on your body. It's okay to hire a trainer. It's okay to, you know, eat, change your eating style and try to be healthier if you choose to. And personally, and, and this may go against some people who are very bo- uh, body positive, but I think if you want to even have surgery, that's up to you. It's your body. You can do whatever you want to it as long as it takes, takes you to a place of peace. And I think you kind of hit on it. I think you get to peace by going more into your mind and kind of reflecting and finding that place of gratitude for your body as it goes through a journey, whatever that journey may be, whether it be when you're becoming a mother and your belly is growing and you've never seen it in that way, or whether it is you had the baby and now you have some leftover skin that you didn't have before. It's just you have to appreciate it and respect it in its current element as you work to transition it to a different phase if that's something you choose to do. Yeah. Yeah. We should always start from the place of love. Yes. Uh, if, like you said, if we're looking to transition or if we're in the journey of getting healthier or getting fit, whatever. I think personally, if we don't start from the place of appreciating and loving our body Mm -hmm. just the way it is, Mm -hmm. well, first of all, we're not even going to enjoy the journey of transitioning and getting healthier. It's not even going to work because we're not enjoying the journey and we're going to at some point resist. Yes. You know, but I think just being present and just loving who you are, mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, you're fabulous, you're beautiful, just the way you are. Like, yes, it's just other people telling us, and especially the media, I mean, yes, I mean, especially us girls, we've been conditioned since day one of yes, what beautiful is, right? Yes. What beauty yes. is, that's just, we've been fed this false information of what our nose should look like, what our hair should look like, or what, you know, what we should put on our face to look a certain way, just because that's what is being seen as. But I think it's time for us to look back and redefine beauty. Yes. And I think that's just what you're doing right now. That's why I appreciate you so much. Thank you. So let me ask you just, I know we talked about it, but when you started, you know, posting on social media and your journey, what did body positivity mean to you? Like if someone is listening to us right now and we're talking about body positivity, 
what does it mean in in your description? Mm -hmm. It really means accepting and loving yourself just the way you are in this moment and working towards loving that at in its current state. So this may be like an extreme way of showing it, but if you were told you're going to die tomorrow, I'm sure the last thing you're going to worry about is you know, the rolls in your tummy or how thick your thighs are or that you don't have a butt or, you know, whatever any other part of your body that you're not a fan of. It just would change the context of how you look at your body in that moment. If we focus solely just on that, you would suddenly appreciate it. You would suddenly be thankful for it. You would love it just in that because you know you only have a limited amount of time in that body until tomorrow comes. And really, you know, another thing that our culture does is tell us not to think that much about death. But I think what mm. that does is it really helps you get you to a, a good space or a good state of mind to look at things. Because I think when we think we have a very long life and a very long time, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And I think. If you live like today is the only day that's promised, this moment is the only thing that's promised, you almost liberate yourself. So much unnecessary stress or pressure that life kind of throws at you. And so to me, again, body positivity just means just doing your best to absolutely love yourself. And, and, and as I mentioned, it requires work. It requires standing in front of a mirror and looking at yourself completely naked and appreciating yourself. It requires lo writing love letters to your least favorite parts of your body. It requires you thinking about what feature of my body do I love the most and kind of like zoning into that. So it's doing a variety of different exercises to change your state, your frame of mind. Instead of, you know, if, if you're on social media a lot, whether it be Facebook or, you know, Instagram, Follow people that look more like you rather than the, the body that you kind of are looking to get to. Because if you're only looking at people that you want to be like, which you'll never be like, you'll always be just like you, but closer to that, at least, or people that inspire you to love yourself just as you are, slowly you will change your state of mind. You will change your the way you look at things. But I think if you're only following or looking at people that kind of like it's basically like that that idea that you said which is what back in the days where magazines were you know they're edited they're very they don't look like normal people that you see on the streets then it it impacts you negatively absolutely yes and i mean even now like be careful like what you're seeing on social media and everywhere because even now we're being kind of told like you know all these filters and all these um, definitely things to change out of the way we look it's it's kind of telling people that oh if you do this you look prettier or you look better and when we do that we should really take a step back and question okay why why am i doing this um mm -hmm. what is it you know it's usually a deeper thing and I think it's time that we really say literally come back to ourselves and start appreciating us. And I think you said it best. It's by, you know, looking at people who 
we should be inspired by people who look like us and who have taken that extra step of stepping into who they are and appreciating that and you know vibrating with such high energy like what you're doing because mm -hmm. you're kind of breaking the norm of you know you have to look a certain way no it's like me i i, I love myself i love who i am and i'm not going to be defined by what society is mm -hmm. trying to define me as you know uh, so i think you just hit it right there and especially what you said about time being limited mm -hmm. yes you know i was just talking about this on another podcast that i did you know a lot of us think that we have so much time but yes. not really you know we need to really focus on that that we have this moment you know, mm -hmm. even the next minute is not guaranteed. Yep. And why are we spending so much energy, so much of our valuable time worrying mm -hmm. about pleasing other people, especially on our appearance? Yep. You know, I think you just hit it right there. What were, you know, did you encounter any challenges in your journey of, you know, inspiring others to blend fashion and mm -hmm. body positivity? Not really. I will say, you know, I'm a mother of three kids. I have a full-time job and it's another job to maintain Curvy Abisha, you know, to find time to take pictures, to find the outfits. And, you know, it, it can also be costly because I'm not at a stage where, you know, companies are sending me, you know, all kinds of clothes. So I would say that the only challenge is, is, being able to hear from the people I'm actually making an impact on. Sometimes I get messages and that's what gives me the boost to kind of keep doing it. So for all the silent supporters, I would love to get feedback and hear about the impact that, you know, this is having on their personal lives or on their own journey and how it's impacted them. That definitely gives me the encouragement that I need to keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Can you talk to us a little bit about like how, you know, after starting this journey, how it has changed you, how it has like boosted your confidence or just made you who you are? And how did you grow from this whole ex experience? I wouldn't say necessarily from Curvy Abisha, but honestly, you know, like my own story or my own journey, as I was telling you earlier, you know, who I was in my, you know, teenage years to early 20s and who I am today is completely different. Um, it's almost like two different people. There was a time where, you know, I struggled to, you know, most of my best friends, girlfriends are, are very small framed and, you know, we couldn't shop at the same stores. I definitely stand out compared to the rest of them. And in those earlier years, I struggled personally. There would be days when we would be going out somewhere to hang out and I would cry because I, I was so depressed that I couldn't find something to wear that I felt good in. I definitely wore a lot of black and just tried to cover my arms, as I mentioned, and just all these different things that I would go through. And who I am today is completely different. You know, my friends casually tease me, the same friends, and say that sometimes I come off more confident than them. And I think I genuinely love my body. I genuinely, like, 
I don't need anybody's approval or anybody's feedback before I like wear something. I comfortably wear whatever I want to wear and I and I just go. And it's literally 180 degree shift. And the reason I share that is if I can do it, anybody can do it. And the other thing I learned was in through this journey is it doesn't matter how small you are, how big you are, how athletic you look, what type of shape you have, whether you're a pear shape or an apple shape or anything, everybody complains about their body, especially women. And that was also the other epiphany that helped me is, wait, all these bodies that I would think I would be happy in, those same people complain about their bodies. So I stopped complaining. I stopped, you know, saying it out loud because I, I would hear it from every direction in every way. And I was kind of enlightened that, wait, nobody's happy. So I rarely, I'm human. So sometimes my internal voice does it for myself, but I definitely don't do it out loud. And it just changed. My state of mind changed. And all of these things that I told you that I did helped me to make that change. And I think anybody mm. can, can be on that same journey. And it's mm. very liberating. It's very freeing when you make it there. Some days, there are days where you're a little bit harder on yourself. <laughs> you know, that's natural because we're human beings. But, you know, those days are very, very rare for me. And it's just gotten better with time. Yeah. And how would you say, so for those people who, you know, like we talked about earlier, feel like they have to comment on mm -hmm. our appearance, mm -hmm. um, how do you respond to them? Yeah, I've learned to, even if it's in person, I, you know, I would educate them and say, you know, if it, it's a negative connotation, I would still address it. I don't think holding your feelings is ever a good thing. So if it's a family member that always tends to comment, I would say, you know what, I know you're not coming from a bad place, but it really bothers me when you talk about my body. So please don't. I would appreciate it if you'd refrain from that. If it's people since I've had curvy Abasha, you know, I, thankfully, I really haven't had too many people, roles and stuff come but if and when it does, I don't even engage. I just delete it and block and keep it moving. So I think it's almost like when you engage in that type of activity or you try to justify, you're just going to lose yourself. And I think it's important to just focus. It's an internal thing. It's not really you need to like block the external and work on your internal for you to love yourself. Yes, I love that. Absolutely. And, you know, it's our job in a way to educate right if especially uh, for family and friends sometimes when they make those comments they really don't know any better because that's how they grew up too and that's just normal for them they're not usually they don't come at least from my experience they don't come from a place of you know trying to make you feel bad or anything it's just they don't even think about what they're saying. So yes. I love what you said about we need to speak up. We need to educate them that, you know what, it's not your place to make a comment about my body. And mm -hmm. it's not that even what you're saying is not going to affect me because I know who I am. Mm -hmm. I know what I feel about my body. And if I'm, you know, I am confident in it, I love my body. And it's not your place to make me feel bad or anything like that. I'm yes. not going to accept it. And 
that is our responsibility to speak out. So if we say that, I doubt that that person is going to make that same comment again, either to you or to somebody else, because now they know better. Yeah. Versus if we just keep quiet, then that's just going to keep going. So I really love that. And you don't want to lose your energy as well. I like what you do by if they come, uh, anybody says anything negative, and that happens to me too. If someone says something negative about what I post online or anything, thankfully, like you, I haven't had any mm-hmm. that are crazy. But if somebody disagrees with me, I don't take it personally. If it's something I feel strongly about, I come from a place of compassion and love, and I try to educate them on that. And yep. I leave it there. But if it's something that I know that is genuinely put out there to hurt my feelings, I just let it go. It's not even worth my energy. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And I think a lot of people can learn a lot about this and I hope that people will apply it to their lives. It's really back to self-love. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Can you just quickly kind of I know you mentioned it a little bit, but whenever those, because what a lot of people struggle with is their own mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever, and I know you said it's rare that it happens to you now, but whenever those negative thoughts come, what Mm -hmm. can you kind of touch back on the steps that you take Mm -hmm. to kind of stop them right there? Whenever you feel like you're, a negative voice comes in your head and you're mm-hmm. having a negative self-talk, mm-hmm. what are the things that you do to kind of put an end to it? So it sounds like complicated or difficult, but one of the most important things is just stop that thought. Like just don't dive into it. Don't give into it. Don't overanalyze it. I think getting that's how we get lost in our thoughts. That's one. The other is, you know, when on those days or that moment, if I'm feeling those emotions, then I end up doing more positive self-affirmation. So I tell myself I'm beautiful, I'm attractive, I like my body, I, you know, and anything that you're struggling with, focusing on that and switching it to, to be a positive affirmation and literally repeating those words back to yourself. That has helped me a lot. Yeah, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful that you know, affirming that and believing it too. Uh, What I do is I try to give as much love and Mm -hmm. care to myself. Mm -hmm. And I know for us, especially if we're moms or any women, really, we're just so busy, even if we're not moms, there's just a lot of responsibilities for us. But to take that time for ourselves. And I know this has been said so many times, and I know everybody listening right now has been told at some point to take care of themselves. But it is true. It makes a big difference. Make at least at least 10 minutes a day to, you know, to be dedicated for yourself. Either if, you know, if you're just writing, like you said, writing yourself a letter, journaling, mm-hmm. taking a bath, um, yes. you know, giving love and appreciation to yourself. And because when you do that, you're telling yourself that you are worthy. You know, sometimes when I feel like, oh, I shouldn't do this, I quickly ask myself, am I not doing it because I don't want to or because I don't feel like I'm worthy? 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's good to really ask those questions and then make sure that you're not doing it because you don't feel like you don't deserve it or anything mm-hmm. like that. You are deserving to feel great. I think, you know, joy is our birthright. We're, we're here in the body that we are because mm-hmm. that is who we're meant to be. This is the journey we're given and we should appreciate it. Amen. I totally agree. And I think, you know, for you and I coming from a culture, I think that one of the things that makes our culture beautiful is there's a lot of humility. However, in this area, sometimes it kind of like is a counterintuitive telling yourself you're beautiful or you're attractive or, you know, doing that self-care and is kind of like counterintuitive from how we're raised or like how our community kind of engages. And so I think it you kind of have to change your state of mind and do it, even if, if you're not comfortable to do it out loud yet, even, just privately, because this is very much about self anyways. And, and hopefully you'll get to a point where you could do it <laughs> out loud, but I can understand why it may not be as easy for some people. So I think just doing it in your own private space, in your private time, in your head, that's mm-hmm. more important. Yeah. Do what makes you feel good. You know, yes. one of the things I did in my journey of self-love is yeah. I literally went through my closet and, you know, us women, we're, we're known to have a whole bunch of clothes in our closet, right? Yeah. I really went in there and I took out every item that mm-hmm. did not bring me joy. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, you know, I look at them and most of them, if they're too small, they make me feel bad because I feel, yes. you know, if it doesn't make me feel good, if it doesn't bring me joy, why is it there? Exactly. Um, right? I want to feel me. I want to feel comfortable. You know, wear the colors that you love, wear the colors that bring you joy. We know it. And most of the time we know if we don't like an item, we know it, but we still choose to keep it anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's time to get rid of that. Just the way that we get rid of working on getting rid of negative thoughts, mm-hmm. just the same way we're, we should be getting rid of negativity in our lives. We should also bring that into our homes and get rid of things that don't bring us joy, including our clothes, including our skincare, you know, everything. It needs, that's where it starts when you start appreciating yourself, saying, okay, no, I deserve it, right? Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. The only thing that I would add to that, though, is, you know, as I told you in the time, taking my state of mind to the time when I didn't feel as confident or as comfortable in my body, as I told you, my closet was full of black or dark clothes. Mm-hmm. And at that point, if you told me to do that exercise, um, it would be still filled with black and brown clothes. And not not that I, I still love black and I still love brown clothes, but now I add a lot more color and I did that after some growth. So I would say that it's important to do the work first mm-hmm. and kind of like challenge yourself to get to know yourself better, to love yourself more and and kind of grow that before you decide to purge your closet because you might you might purge things that you should actually wear that you probably will have joy in but you won't because your your state of mind isn't there yet so i think that self-love deeper self-love within finding yourself 
it should come first because that's how you'll then know what you're truly joyful about because you may think joy is wearing that black outfit because it covers more things but it's like now you're doing it for other people you're not really doing it for yourself Mm. if that makes sense absolutely yes it does yes and here's the thing i mean you kind of said it earlier you know people are going to comment anyway yes (laughs) you know always it's just the same way whether we're you know extremely you know skinny or whatever body type we're in we're gonna have something to say about it but just the same way people are gonna comment anyway whether you're you know you wear bright colors or dark colors or however Mm -hmm. you put yourself out there some people are going to love it and some people are going to have to say something negative about it that's just the way the world works exactly but the point is what do you have to say about it you know that's Mm -hmm. what in the end of the day when you come back home how did you feel today did you feel great about yourself did you enjoy yourself were you confident in what you were wearing did it bring out your highest most you know authentic self yes i think that should be the goal and when we're waking up in the morning we should wake up and when we're putting clothes on it should be okay what's the energy i want to put out there today mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right it yes. should be that versus what would people think about me today exactly i mean obviously my mom and i being different generation you know different perspective there have been times where i've wore something where i felt fabulous and i'd walk and she's like oh my god are you leaving the house wearing that and i'm like yep i am (laughs) and and i'm i feel gorgeous and i still feel gorgeous coming back home after after wearing it so it's really about you and and you know her it's never her intent is not to hurt my feelings or be it's just more of number one different styles different please please different people so like you said people are always going to have an opinion people are always going to have something to say and you just have to be true to yourself and you have to feel good that's how whatever you wear will actually even exert that same energy that you're talking about so it's really about you and and that's what it boils down to no one can make you feel feel beautiful or attractive or that you look good it's really all in your head it's all yeah. a, it's a state of mind yeah absolutely and another thing i think of what we struggle in in our culture is uh taking in compliment <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, yes. i struggled a lot with that and i'm still working on that yeah is when people compliment us yes let's receive it yes you know and if if it's hard for you to receive it then ask yourself why yeah why is it so hard for me to accept if somebody says that you have beautiful eyes mm-hmm. and i kind of shy away and say you know kind of move away why mm-hmm. i um, totally agree i think it goes back to what, what i said earlier we are encouraged to be humble and have a sense of humility and and i think it stems from that as a overarching high level but at the same time, it is very internal too. You know, I f- used to be the same way where I, I would also, when somebody compliments me, I feel like I got to compliment them back, like an offset it rather than just saying thank you and keep it moving. 
I mm. like it's kind of like oh they said something nice to me let me find something nice to say about them you know and and sometimes it's it's real and authentic but other times I I feel forced to do it just because I want to take the attention away from myself and take it back to that person and like you said you kind of have to do the work to kind of like why am I doing that and I should just say thank you and accept that and then let the conversation lead in whatever direction it, it needs to go. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice once, you know, you started applying this work and, you know, getting into this journey, did, did you see other parts of your life change um, in terms of your career or work and how you put yourself out there? Yes, I I wouldn't say I noticed it, but people would I mean that's one of the things that encouraged me to start Curvy Abasha is because I would get people at work that would and tell me, "Maren, since I've been working with you, I feel a lot more comfortable about my body because of the way you dress and how you carry yourself." In and these are, you know, sometimes it's women much older than me and like where I wouldn't think I would inspire them. Sometimes it's, you know, people who are younger than me or people that I may not know very well, but I see them in different social functions. They're like, I, I just love how you carry yourself, you know, how you coordinate your clothes and how comfortable you are in whatever you wear. Those type of statements is what have also encouraged me to start Curvy Abisha because I was like, you know what? There's probably a much broader audience around the globe that I can get to versus only the ones I interact with in my place of work or in my social circle. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're touching so many people. For those people, okay, who say, okay, I'm ready. I want to feel good. I'm ready to start appreciating my body, but I just don't know how, you know, how, where do you get your inspiration for fashion from? How can we dress ourselves mm -hmm. to, you know, put our best selves out there that is, you I know, think, you know, we're in such, it's kind of like a, a double edged sword, because like you were saying earlier, you know, when now we have filters, and we have different ways of changing ourselves. But it's also such a great time, because we have an opportunity to adjust our feed in whatever way that we want versus before, you know, when I was younger, all I have is TV and magazines that I can buy. Basically, that information is being pushed to me. And unfortunately, I don't have a way to adjust it in any way. We're in a time where now you can adjust that. You can follow bloggers that look like you, that resemble you know yourself in, in different ways. YouTube channel and people on YouTube who literally try on clothes and and show you how to put clothes on that you know again may be shaped similar to you there's so many ways that you are able to follow people that um, like I said can make you feel comfortable in your skin without you having to go to the store and try clothes and trying to convince yourself it looks good at least that's what worked for me as I mentioned when I followed different bloggers, you know, I never would go try on a mini skirt because I didn't like how my knees looked. And then I started to see them wearing it and they had similar knees to me. And I was like, wait, but she looks beautiful in it. So I probably look beautiful in it too. And that gave me the boost that I needed to experiment with different types of clothes that I normally wouldn't. And the same thing with color and things like that. So 
I think starting there, like literally will change your, your frame of mind from the exposure that you kind of like choose to give yourself. But the other element of it that we've talked about since this conversation started is really digging deep within yourself and just challenging yourself. Like, why do I not think I'm beautiful? Or why, why do I not like my stomach? Or why, you know, all of these different things, challenge yourself to dig deeper and say, but wait, if, if I was to die tomorrow, how would I feel about it? I probably wouldn't care. So not knowing what tomorrow will bring, I should embrace it. I should learn to love it or find ways to, you know, also focus on the areas that you do love. Sometimes we focus too much on the parts of our body we don't like. I think it's important to say, you know what? I love my back. So from now on, I'm going to try to find tops that show my back off. You know, um, or I love it when I have an off the shoulder shirt. So I'm going to buy more off the shoulder shirts. I love my skin tone when it's when I have purple on. I'm going to buy more purple stuff. Whatever it is that you want to that you already like, you should try to kind of like build that up even more. So that's also another way to do it. And I think, as I mentioned, doing affirmations, that definitely helps. It feels silly at first, but the more you do it, it really will change your state of mind because you'll tap into your subconscious that that voice that used to be negative will suddenly start shifting towards a positive state of mind. Yes. Do more of what makes you happy. Yes. That's what I tell myself all the time is do more of what makes you happy. Uh, Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, there could be, you know, people have this idea of just because you're curvy and just because you look a certain way, you're not healthy. And what Mm -hmm. I have to say to that, I'll let you share your opinion, but, you know, there are people who come in so many different kinds of bodies who are unhealthy. Yeah. Health is not determined by how your your body looks. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just a fact. And it's all in the mindset also. If you're constantly worrying about how you're looking and how, if you're not taking, if you're telling your body that it doesn't look good and you're trying to change it, that's not healthy. So I, that's what I want to say to people is, it's all about how you see yourself and how you take care of yourself. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think when we talk about health, it's always usually about just the body, like taking the mind out of it. Mm-hmm. And to me, your mind is, if not just as important, maybe more important than the rest of your body. If your mind isn't right, it's going to impact other aspects of your body. So just like you said, so it's a full it's full spectrum. Yeah. So for whoever is listening right now who's struggling to love their body and you have just one message for them, what would that be? One message would be love yourself. Life is too short to worry about the small details that really don't matter in the grand scheme of things. If you zoom out and look at it, the little bitty details you're more focused on really than than what you think other people are. So just focus on loving yourself. Do the work the same way 
you do the work when, you know, you meet a new friend and you're trying to get to know that friend or you're meeting a new, you know, boyfriend or a spouse or a partner the same way that you make an effort to fall in love with that person there should be a bigger effort made with falling in love with yourself i can't agree more yes <laughs> it all starts with loving and fully accepting who you are with just so much kindness and compassion to yourself and when you do that everything kind of falls in its place you know it really like does yeah it's, it's all liberating it's, yeah yeah i i genuinely uh, when i see people that are going through that heartache or that struggle to accept themselves as they are in more of a sad way because it's a continuous journey as i mentioned i'm i'm still on that journey i'm still loving myself i'm still getting to enjoy my body but like i said where i was when i was in my early you know 20s or late teens when i see people at that stage i'm like oh my gosh i can't wait to get for you to get to where i'm at because it's so much it's so much more peaceful and so much more joyful and you have the ability to get there you just have to do the work exactly yeah just don't let anybody tell you anything else you're just wonderful you're loved and you're just perfect really perfect mm -hmm. the way you are yes and anybody who says anything else is really not telling you the truth um, yes i yeah at every stage love yourself exactly because it's a journey you know it's a journey we, we change we're not we're never the same person we were we're always evolving and we should be if we're not yes. that means something is wrong right yes yes so Maron, thank you so, so much for everything that you've shared here thank with you, us. Ade. I really have enjoyed my time here and I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak on this. It's something I'm yeah. very passionate about and really appreciate you taking the time to learn more about my background and how I got here and telling your audience more about Curvy Abisha as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's just me, my passion in this lifetime is to shine the light in people like you who inspire others to be their most authentic and highest selves. That was something that I missed in mm -hmm. you know most of my life. Mm -hmm. And once I realized who I am, and when I see people who, you know, people like you who have gone through you know, incredible journeys and come out and shining the light and inspiring and loving other people because what you're doing is an act of love. And mm -hmm. I think that's what the world is needing right now is for us to help bring each other up to show love and compassion and build each other up and raise each other. That's what it's needing. And I thank you for acknowledging me and being here. I do believe that we're all here to serve each other in one way or another. What is it that me and my listeners can do to serve you? You know, share Curvy Abasha with more people that you think can benefit from it, from the inspiration, whether it be learning, you know, where to shop for someone like my in my size, or the quotes that I use, or just the continuous 
body positivity, self-love encouragement for people that need that, share that. And for those that have been following or will be following, definitely give me feedback. Let me know what, what you'd like to see more of, as well as letting me know that it is making an impact and helping you. That gives me the motivation and drive to keep going. Yes. And where can people follow you? So because it's more consuming to actually have a blog and just maintaining the Instagram account alone is is work in, it, uh, in itself, I really just have an Instagram account and it's Curvy Abesha. Then, you know, you'll find all the information. I'll send it to you, but I just maintain an Instagram account. Okay. Yeah. And we will... Uh put a link to that on the show notes okay i encourage everybody listening here to go follow karvi avasha on <laughs> instagram she's just fabulous and you will not regret it she's just a beautiful beautiful soul and i thank you so much thank you ade wow i mean just wow you guys see what i mean she's just such a lovely soul such a beautiful soul I could relate to so much of what she said, and I know many of you can. I know many people, especially women, who have gone through, you know, so much pain from others that, you know, caused them to not love who they are, not love their body. And the way she presents it, the way she is on how you know, how she has gone through her journey and how she's sharing that with others is, I think, just beautiful. And um, we need more people like her who are not afraid to step out of their comfort zone, who are not afraid to share their journey and who are not afraid to shine their light so that others might be inspired, so that others can you know, be who they are and have the opportunity to even know that there is a different way, that there is a different perspective and for them to step out and be who they are. That's just, you know, that's what we need. And I just hope that you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. I hope that you got so much out of it as much as I did. And I hope that, you know, you're inspired to look back within, see your body the way it is and be very honest with your body. Go stand in the mirror without any clothes on and think about, you know, try to examine your thoughts, be aware of what your thoughts are saying about your body. Try to understand what's going on in your mind when you're looking at yourself in the mirror and ask those questions you know ask if there is a thought if there is a voice inside of you telling you that certain part of you is unworthy certain part of you is not good enough or it does not look beautiful then ask yourself why you know ask yourself why are you thinking this way what is it about that is it because you know you have been conditioned that it should look a certain way and if it doesn't it doesn't look beautiful how is that working for you you know our legs our bellies our hands our you know nose everything in our body is constantly working for our own good it's constantly working to keep us alive to keep us mobile to help us experience life but then we go back and say oh you're not beautiful oh 
I wish you looked a different way. You know, that doesn't sit right. Think about that. Why not come from a place of love? Why not appreciate it? Why not be grateful for it? Why not be grateful for our bellies, for us moms? I mean, I look at myself and I am just so grateful for my body that I have been able to give birth, that it has worked so hard to create lives within me. And how often do we even think about that? You know, most of the time we criticize our bodies. We want it to look a certain way. We want it to look thinner. We want it to look one way or another, but it looks the way it is because it's helped us be who we are. And if we love it, then we can make it the way we want it to look like. All our bodies, sometimes our bodies are craving for our attention, you know, craving for love. And when we give our bodies that love, then things will fall into place just like any area in life, you know, just put your love into it. And when you do, it will start to change. You'll start be, to be more grateful to it. You'll start to feed your body things that are only it deserves, not things that are toxic, not things that are going to hurt your body. When you love it so much that you don't want to get it hurted, that's when things start to change for you. That's when you start becoming who you want to be. So start from a place of love. Start from admiring your body just the way it is and falling in love with it versus I don't like my body now. So I'm going to put as much stress and as much pressure on it so that it's going to, so it looks different. You know, that's not going to work. That's not going to work because it's not coming from a place of love. And if something doesn't come from a place of love, then you're not going to enjoy the journey. And also you're not going to follow through it. But if you're coming from a place of love and appreciation, that's where the dedication is. That's where the non-ending love and non-ending motivation comes from. It comes from a place of love and appreciation and gratitude. So I invite you all today to look into yourself, look into your eyes, look into your nose, your ears, every part of you. And I invite you to give gratitude, give love to your body and see where that leads you. Beautiful souls. I love you all so much. If you believe that this episode is good and is going to do good for others, I encourage you, I invite you to share it with other people. So many people can benefit from this episode and share it, you know, do your part in serving others by just sharing this episode share it on your social media copy the link and text it to a friend or however way you want to do it just share it and also write me a review i want to know what you think i appreciate you for being here and help me make this podcast you know better help me make it reach a lot of people by writing me a review and rating it i would highly appreciate that and with that beautiful souls i love you until next time stay blessed